Hello and welcome to episode number 86 of the Perth to Paisley podcast. Listen, you know if you watch that game, this is going to be some struggle to try and get anything out of it. But we're going to try. I, Daniel McIver, as ever, I'm joined by Adam Kennedy. Adam, how you doing? Great, mate. How are you? Ah, oh, doing totally fine. I'm over my illness from last week, which is lovely. Um, oh, people on Twitter were very quick to remind me how often I spoke about it. It was like, listen, I was ill, alright? However, I got a tattoo, I had hospitality at the weekend, which we will get into and speak about, which go. is lovely. But yeah, doing doing fine, and going to be interested to see how we managed to speak about this exhilarating game oh, that think, happened at the weekend. I tell you what, could not have picked a better time to get to hospitality. I bet you were wind down and treated. It was good. I mean, I don't know how I would have coped watching that game otherwise, because I, I feel for you, oh, who was stuck. Don't. I made the round trip for that. And to, and to see the dog on Thursday, and that was it. I thought, I'll take some time up get everything done for uni and then I'll, I'll be rewarded with a hearts game on Saturday and it was anything but a reward well so absolute dross well that's quite interesting that you say it's dross because this was probably the worst week in Scottish football for ages probably oh, this season don't see try to guess these scores my goodness gracious me I thought I'd be kind to everybody Jesus so not only were all the games really rubbish, it also killed off any excitement for the rest of the season because now that's basically the bottom two, yeah, top two. pretty much decided, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, oh, which out of Dundee United, Motherwell and Ross County will get in the random qualifiers that they won't succeed in? Yeah, that, yeah. yeah that they've somehow managed to luckily gain an extra place due to other clubs' performance. Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost like you get folk that call out the split for this exact reason, but we won't get into that. Yeah, honestly, exactly. what a nonsense, man! If I was a Livy fan, I'd be fuming. Like, look at—they've beaten Aberdeen and Hibs, and they just <laughs> can't budge. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, it's a nonsense. Well, we'll actually start with Livingston, who <laughs> managed to defeat David Gray's Hibernian who managed to have the incredible stat of 18 shots with none on target, which is... I didn't, even, de- I didn't even know that. Yeah. Wow. So that, that like, at that point, that's deliberate. Like, you've got to 12, <laughs> and you're like, right, fuck it, let's just see if we can do this. They just don't want David Gray to get the job, do they? On a permanent exactly. basis. <laughs> exactly. And that continued the run of 1-0s as Aberdeen defeated Mark McGee's Dundee to basically, that's them relegated. Then... Tam Courts is Dundee United beat Motherwell one 0 and Motherwell. Listen, we made a point about it last week. Graham Alexander was like, "Why don't we get any credit for getting top six? Because you've won one in seventeen, Graham. Right? It's not an achievement. It's embarrassing. Okay, that's why." Then to close it off, Stephen Robinson finally won a game of football in the league with St Mirren, also one 0 and then we'll get to our game because we were the only non 1 0 of the day. And then the old firm was even shit because that just finished 1 all in a really anticlimactic way to kind of, will the title keep going? No. Yeah, what did you make it, of the games? It, it did neither any favours, that old firm. Um, yeah. What a load of absolute tosh. <laughs> I mean, really, Dundee United Motherwell, 
was about the only noteworthy one. I mean, I called that correctly for who scored. Well done, me. Good. Great. Motherwell are rotten. Um, I hope that they finish sixth. I think there's every chance they'll finish sixth. I don't. But I they'll probably beat us at Fur Park, so there's there's always that. Um, Aberdeen won Dundee nil. I mean, Lewis Ferguson penalty seems to be Aberdeen's top scorer. Yeah. Um, say say no more. Uh, Christian Ramirez raging that he's been hauled off is quite amusing um, yeah. and obviously we've seen with Americans that they don't seem to last long in Scotland these days so so that's always a bonus um, speaking of you know Americans uh, Chris Mueller's last match I, I see that he could potentially make his Chicago Fire debut this weekend yeah how, how that works I don't know but if his last game uh, is a 1-0 win a uh, 1-0 defeat sorry on Livy's Astro then that it sums volumes. up his career yeah it speaks volumes about your legacy that's great um, I know it's now Roy Keane's ruled himself out of the running for the Hibs yeah. job which is very disappointing um, watch it be such an underwhelming appointment for everybody involved not just if you're a Hibs fan yeah. uh, and St Johnston nil St Mirren won I was actually delighted to see not delighted to see St Mirren win um, but I'm just thinking more for next season because our McDermott Park record is absolutely dreadful however we win in Paisley all the time now which is great so long may <laughs> that continue um, and I can't wait to rob more points in red for sure next campaign uh, don't care about the old firm just hope that Rangers advance on Thursday so that they reach the Europa final and are then knackered after which even if they win it or lose it don't care that's basically how I feel as well um, yeah it was just a boring boring rubbish weekend I didn't even football. watch sports scene can I just say like, what's, the, like, what's the point oh Charlie Adam and Mark McGee seem to have a fight that was funny oh no I, I heard about that on uh, Sports Sound Kenny McIntyre yeah. was asking Mark McGee uh, why he substituted Charlie Adam. And yeah. then he was like, oh, I'm sick fed up of talking about Charlie Adam. And then Michael Stewart made the point, well, all he does week by week is talk about Charlie Adam. And he said a week or two prior, like, we get a free kick late on, that's why you leave Charlie Adam on the park. Yet, all of a, a two-week, you know, spell later, and he hauls him off. And they got a free kick in the 89th minute from like 25 yards out as well. Mark McGee's just gone, isn't he? Like, he's, he's done. I hope Dundee do not come back up. They're like, they're like the they Scottish will. Norwich, basically, is how I'm feeling. Yeah, them. yeah, that's pretty fair. They actually. better not yo yo back up. I don't know who I want to see the championship, who I want to see win it next season. Inverness, point. if they dig it up. Inverness or Partick Thistle, maybe. Yeah. I don't, don't really care. Um,. Yeah, just just a a pretty underwhelming week of the cinch, if I'm honest. Yeah, it was it was it was not good, and I think that was perfectly summed up by Heart of Midlothian versus Ross County. Um, the fourth meeting between the two sides this season, and I've noticed every game just got less and less good because the first game drew two all, quite exciting. That's no bad. Next game two one, so three goals. Then not too bad. Then the next game's one all. Then it's like, oh, okay, this is quite shit. And then nil nil. It just got every this game got really worse. Shit. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, Some laugh. Yeah, I, I just feel as though that's kind of emblematic of our season, isn't it? Like we started off like a, an absolute steam train, and then we sort not of get, now, but we get to our destination, and then that's it. Like yeah, I, that's it, true. It, it, do you know what I mean? It's like we were. <laughs> I'd say we were buzzing about like beating Dundee United, but it didn't really matter. It was no. just a nice, it was a nice added bonus. 
I mean, we yeah. called it positive apathy because we're kind of numb, but it's like we can't complain. Yeah, basically. Um, I was in a very unique situation, as I said, as I was in the Skyline Lounge oh, for the first time. <laughs> this was the first time I'd ever sampled it. How was it? S- it's posh. Is it? I'll say that. It's bloody posh. You feel out of place or what? Yes, very <laughs> much so. It was, However, though, it was lovely. Um, all the like staff could not be nicer. Like they're really attentive and really, really cool. Oh, the food was good. lovely. What scrap um, did you get? I got oxtail lasagna. It was weird but good, and then the the nice. pudding is jam tarts. Classic. Love that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Love that wee bit wordplay. Yeah. Like. So had that. Um, I will say this because I promised them I would. The weird way the world works. Said this on my Twitter. We ended up being sat, me and my brother, who were in hospitality, right beside Brad, who has been, Adam, you will know this, and potentially other uh, people who follow us on Twitter, Brad has been, like, since day one. Brad has been there, always interacting with us, always see the support, much, much appreciated, as we always say, but also, I can now attest that he's a lovely man. He was really sound, really great to meet him, as I said at the time, and sadly the game wasn't really up to that moment of meeting but it made the day better and then I don't know why he stuck around since that first episode can I say because if you were to listen back to that it was absolute trash he's obviously seen like a couple of more hmm a couple of our more erratic tweets and just thought to kind of stick around for the ride maybe he's been through the ringer though listening to us and hopefully oh, we've improved by by this point but I'd like to hope that we have yeah well maybe that's kind of for everybody else to decide <laughs> but also for the after the game the last hour me and my brother sat with Laurie Dunsire and Rob Borthwick which was oh, lovely as well very nice so Good I actually guys. had a great day regardless of the result that how was, did you find the game before we get into mate. it it was absolute pish I just I was stood up in that stand thinking <laughs> Why? Why have I made the effort? And then I've inst- I've given my season ticket to Dad for the Rangers game because I'm like I can't I can't justify this my financial predicament I cannot justify driving all the way up to then come back down and I move out the week after so the lease is up to the nineteenth of May the ten year anniversary of a very special mm-hmm. date um, and then I'll just be up and go, like go through it the final with with my pals and whatever so so that'll be nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll just be, I'll just be an armchair van for the remaining three league games. Shocking! It, it just I know it ain't happening. I'm sorry. I like I'd love to be there, but I can't justify it for the door. And <laughs> the fixture on Saturday is giving me the fear. The only nice thing about the old firm draw is the fact that Celtic can't mathematically secure it against. Like they can, but they can't really. Yeah. So that's the only consolation that we took from uh, from Sunday's scoreline. But basically, but <laughs> although in terms of our Saturday performance, I'll, I'm delighted that I'm giving the next three a miss, and I hope that they've got something special saved up for the final. Well, the team that Robbie thought had something special was almost unchanged from last week's game against the oh, United. That made it even worse when I saw the change. <laughs> However, the change was Aaron McInef obviously went off hurt against Dundee United and Robbie said that there's no point risking him. 
uh, it's his calf. So the man that came on from at Tannadice, Ben Woodburn, your doppelganger and Richard Cobb's favourite human being in the world, <laughs> came on and well, not came on, started. Apart from that, which I probably understand how you feel, what did you think about the rest of the unchanged side? Um, do you know what? I, I say this, but like we're waxing lyrical about the backup brigade and them winning at Tannadice, so I thought regardless heading into the match that Hearts would get the better of Ross County regardless of the eleven that they that they fielded. Um even if the gaffer decided to, to spring a surprise on me and chuck Ben Woodburn in there. Um so I can't say that I'm all that surprised by sort of lack of alterations. Um and when I found out that Ellis Sims was obviously out injured as well, then again he's another that's not worth the risk. Yeah. Because we need him for for later on in the month and what have you. So to be expected, if I'm honest, mate, can't say that I was I was particularly surprised by the eleven. What what were your thoughts? I was the exact same. I am very much. I know you're saying you're an armchair fan for the last few games. I'm very much a. I don't care about the result as long as no one gets hurt. Fan. That is very much my attitude towards the re- remaining games, and was very much my attitude. For Saturday, I was like, right, cool, you could start me, Ross Stewart and you for the remaining games. I don't care, as long as the starters for the final we just say. are fighting. Maybe we could make an impression and get involved for the final. But, listen, normally, what these episodes consist of is us going through pivotal moments from the game, analysing them and kind of talking There's about There's moments that in matches that we go through. Yeah, I know, it's a novelty completely. It can't be many if any from Saturday. Well, this is the thing. We're not doing that next week, because only four things happened in the entire game worth talking about. One of them happened in the first half. (laughs) So, an entire 45 minutes of action can be summed up in one moment, where Ross County had the ball in the back of the net. However, it was disallowed for offside. It was swung in from the Wheatfield side, and... Jordan White takes what is construed by the linesman a step too far. Managed to put it in the middle of the net, actually, mainly because Gordon is just standing with his arm up and he's like, I'm not even going to try and save this, you're offside. And immediately the linesman flags it offside. We were, I actually saw this from more your perspective than usual as I was slap bang in the middle of the stand. Nice. I could not tell if he was offside or not. I was in, and I've got to be honest, from where I was stood, it looked like it was actually on. So I was thinking, yeah. oh, that could be one that maybe is a little bit sceptical. And obviously, you know, next season when VAR is introduced halfway through the season, um, we, we'll get to, to find that out. I mean, what a nonsense. That still bugs me, but that's... What you, oh, let's speak about that. What do you think about the big screens coming? Quite cool, actually. Uh, we were talking like about that uh, amongst kind of amongst the boys and whatever uh, on Saturday. There, I'm assuming they are going to be where you know you'd have like the Hearts Legends kind of yes. portraits yeah. hung uh, previously. Yes. So, so that'd be that'd be quite cool. It's it's pretty modern, albeit Tyne Castles. I mean, not not that modern in terms of like not much has changed bar the stand since. I was going to say one going. stand's modern. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So no, I think that would be quite cool. You say like like that was the main moment within the first half. That and a twentieth minute applause slash twirly for the departing Scott. I was Wilson. going to get to that half time. Okay, sorry. 
You've ruined it now. No, no, but it's fine. No, no, no it's no, fine. No, no. It's <laughs> fine. Well, sorry, but I, I was thinking if you're doing this chronologically, then no. there's no highlights up until we like this serenade is, Scott. This is totally different episode, Adam. We're changing. We're flipping the script, doing whatever we want because the game was so shy. Oh, this is gonna fall to <laughs> shit. But yeah, I mean, I mean, most of our podcast episodes are, <laughs> in fairness, but this is gonna be like a new level of nonsense. It's gonna be class. But yes. I went in at half time to have a little pie and a lemon tart, which was lovely. But a lemon tart. It was like a lemon meringue thing. It wasn't very nice. I gave it a Kia. But <laughs> so yeah, the pie Happy was lovely. Kia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pie was really nice. Um, at half time, I have now since seen this. Gary Locke brings Scott Wilson out, who, as you said. It was a very eventful day for him as it was the last game that he will be announcing at because he can't make the Rangers game at the end of the season at Tyne Castle. And I, he came into hospitality at the end and was speaking to people and stuff like that. But that moment that you mentioned on the 20th minute with the twirly, with the chant, I obviously right up the back and I'm directly behind him so I could look down and I could see him as it was happening. And you could tell he was getting quite emotional. And it was just genuinely lovely. And we kind of, we said it a couple of weeks ago and last week. Scott Wilson started doing this 20 years ago in 2002. That includes the time frame of both of our first games. So we have literally never been to Towncastle when Scott Wilson hasn't been the announcer. And thinking of how many like huge moments he's been there for his voice is literally synonymous with an entire football club that and I have Richard F. Mackay true but, but like shut sorry. up <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. doing a nice thing sorry. and the bit at the very end of the game where Gordon kind of forced her he was like no 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 he just wanted to nip down the tunnel quickly but Gordon grabbed him and you could see Nielsen like tell everybody get a guard of honour. He got his whiskey in a lovely wee box, and it was just lovely. I'm sorry that the game that he had was the worst game I think I've ever seen at Tanga. So that was his signing off. Can I just say that's what I immediately thought of? See when I saw him like having chats with all the players, are they like apologising for that dross <laughs> that they just like put on display for him? Um, I actually found myself getting quite emotional. It must Same. be, must be such an overwhelming thing when you've got all of Tynecastle literally paying you tribute like that. Um, I, I, I'd have crumbled. I've got to be honest. I thought Scott did really well to, to keep his composure. Yeah. Um, but needless to say, <laughs> that could not be said for the 11 on the park. Um, but yeah, um, just it is going to be really odd um, to not have Scott Wilson's voice welcome us welcome away fans and even sort of prior to kickoff when he was saying for the last time wherever you've come from whoever you've come to support get yeah. right behind your favorites let's make some noise i was i found myself like oh that's that's really quite sad that that's the last time that we're going to hear of that so uh all best wishes to scott um and it's good that the club have paid tribute to one of their own you know accordingly but are also keeping them on as well because they they certainly could do a lot worse yeah, definitely. And the exact same for me. Thank you so much, Scott, for literally every memory that I have of Tynecastle being associated with it. And 
yeah, very big shoes to fill, whoever that is, and I, I definitely do not envy them. But that was the first half. <laughs> Those moments, the Twirly and Jordan White's own uh, disallowed goal. I will say this. I thought Ben Woodburn played well. We're saying that this is where we are. This is where this game has led us to. I thought there were four, four standouts from the game. There was Peter Haring, who was justifiably man of the match. There was Taylor Moore, who I thought was really good. There was Toby Sibick, who for the first time I felt, oh, he looks like a centre-half who has control of himself. Yeah, even came out of defence and was just about contributing yeah. in the final third. And then Ben Woodburn, who I thought was good. I would probably... Obviously, with that level of performance, you can probably give no one a seven. But I would give all four of them like a six or a seven because I just felt Woodburn actually showed something, which is an alien concept to him for most of his heart's career. I know he picked up a niggle, and I think that's why he got brought off. But I remember going, if there was no niggle, I think that's a bit harsh that he got brought off. What angers me is that I agree with you. I actually feel as though anything that we sort of looked to impose on Ross County, he was probably at the heart of. Yeah. What sorry what state of the affairs. end of the season doing to me? What have we done? This is I wrong. Wouldn't... Haring was man of the match because much like Dundee United he was told to just play centre midfield on his own because Woodburn was able to just have a free roll like Mackay and Haring just had to control a midfield on his own and he did that yeah big, so, big Pedro's been sort of I don't want to say shafted but he's basically like he's babysitting really for whoever's <laughs> alongside him and he really <laughs> it's, it's as though he's sort of trying to give like tutorials as to how to control a match to like everybody else um, but nobody, nobody's of that same calibre uh, in recent weeks as Big Pedro so feel for him in that respect but yeah I, I'd say that he probably was probably was our best player on the day yeah and then the second half started and there's only three notable things that happened there and they're all bad things yay they're all misses so oh, shocking misses. The f- I think two of them are shocking misses. One of them, I, I can understand why. Go on. First one, it's immediately after the half starts. Again, speaking about Ben Woodburn, plays a lovely ball this to is Nathaniel Atkinson. Yeah, this is shocking. To Nathaniel Atkinson, who has a lot of space, a lot of time, who I actually thought also played very well, who kept Regan Charles Cook very quiet. Atkinson, I'm glad you said that, because when I thought he'd be one of your four. I feel bad um, for forgetting about him. Five. Yeah, he's 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 growing week by week. I think he's coming into his own. Yeah, I think he is a bit of a shaky start, um, and it probably helps that the gaffer played the same position. I don't. He know. said that today. He said that oh, did literally he? today in an interview where he was told Excellent. he said that he was like I wasn't expected to get this much game time by Neil, like Nielsen said that to me when I came in, but then Smith got hurt, so he's like my development has kind of been accelerated by necessity. And he was like, speaking about body positioning, and that's what Nielsen said to him, it was like about opening his body to allow him to move forward. Smashing. I was just about to sort of go against myself there and say that I don't know how much of a bearing that has, but hey, trust your gut, Adam. Trust yourself. Come that's on, sick. you care what you're talking about. We're 86 episodes in. Yeah, exactly. I'm doing myself a disservice. Carry on. But yeah... He, he's running down the right flank, as he is prone to do from the song. And Gino is in 
a lot of space and justifiably is shouting for it. So Atkinson goes, ah, there's there's my friend, Josh Janelli. Lovely cutback, coming on to it. Yeah, exactly. That's the important part. It's right in front of him. So all, if Gino keeps this on the ground, it's a go. Or doesn't do what he actually does and sclaffs it into about Rose to the Gorgie. <coughs> I have absolutely no idea how he managed to get that amount of power on a ball that was teed up perfectly for him. It seems simple to say now, but just get your head over it, son. Head over it, a solid foot through it, and the keeper's at his wake. It's it's surely in. It's so Josh Janelli, it's unbelievable. He was really, I thought he was really bad on Saturday. Again, and I said that, I said that last week. I was like, he'll be bad against Ross County because he cannot string two games together. What is it with our players in the final third and this bipolar behaviour? It's like, just one week unplayable. The next, the only exception has been Ellis Sims, who's and at least Barry Mackay, and Barry Mackay, who's just you know different gravy. But Ellis Sims can at least string a few performances together. He might then not score, or not be quite as influential, but he'll still you know hold off players, bring others into play. I think generally over the season, Boyce way. has as well. Boyce has been at the same level. Boyce has, but it's peaks and troughs. This is what I was going to get into, mate, because we're all guilty of this. I'm guilty of this. Hearts fans need to just stop tempting fate. We've got a knack for this. You know when Hearts start the season emphatically and then all the media get excited and they think, oh, wonder if Hearts could spring a challenge to Celtic and Rangers this season. Just... Relax. It's the same with boys. Know, they're idiots. No, they're but, idiots who think that. But see, see, as soon as we've been talking about Robbo's record and twenty goals a season, boys should have done it this season. Oh mate, he had seven by September. Yeah, he, he scored should, nine he, goals he got hurt. since September. He got hurt. He did, but come but on. He still should have done it. He still should have hit. Oh, uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's on what sixteen. So yeah. the winner on Saturday. And then a hat trick in the final, and you're there, Liam. There's no pressure whatsoever. <laughs> but I'm j- like, why do we do this? Because it's a laugh, Adam. We've, it's a we've laugh. cursed him. This is that's a, funny, this is ours and many others' fault. If I was Boise, I'd be messaging us directly, going, "You two numpties every week on about twenty goals. Ooh, oh, we've not had anybody since Robbo." <sighs> that's oh. funny though. I want me hit thirty next season. <laughs> <laughs> He and Sims will get 60 goals between them. Yeah, Do you remember when Ian exactly. Cathro was appointed our manager and he said to Isma Goncalves, Jamie Walker and Kyle Lafferty, you're my front three and you're, you should be aiming for 60 goals this season. He took them to a pub in Ireland. What a laugh. What a buzz. Look how far like, this football club's come. They got like 25 between them and Lafferty got 18 of them. <laughs> I still miss Isma though. Isma was great for us. I'm He's not underappreciated. That. I'm not having that. Uh, one goal every two games. I'll take that every day Don't of the week. Care. He was a lazy bastard. Our fans that's are really a, right history. No, that's that's the one criticism I never understood of him. Oh, I never understood I'm the lazy criticism. That. You can under I can. Well, I disagree with the. Don't get me wrong. He t- he talked like I, I'm with you. He did bag. F- funnily enough, on occasion, but... Robert Borthwick mentioned a moment of his when we were sat. He was like, he remembers Isma running sixty yards. To block a ball 
intercept it, he turned, but then he, he fucked the pass, and somebody behind him shouted, you lazy bastard, after he'd ran. Like, <laughs> That's probably me. <laughs> it probably was you. But anyway, speaking about strikers, <laughs> the next moment was Boyce missing. And this is the one that I oh. think is really bad. I don't understand why he doesn't just put his foot through it. Is it I think the one that Mackay slips it. him through? Yeah, so Mackay passes oh. him. He's on the far right-hand he's side of the box. He's on a plate for him. Yeah. I, I think he tries to place it because Laidlaw rushes him really quickly. And I think his logic is, if I just hit this really hard, it's just going to hit off him. So I'm going to try and place it. When in reality, I think he should do the opposite. I think he should just hit it really hard and see what happens. And I think there's a higher chance of it going in. I think he's in two minds. Um, and I, I think, think yeah, I think that's fair. I think Liam Boyce is a striker that thrives off instinct. Yeah, that's fair. We, we're talking about like twenty goals, like the reverse fixture. He missed that sitting in Dingwall. He's obviously missed this chance. I'm thinking of the penalty miss against Celtic. Like this is haunting me. Should it not be haunting him? Could no. not believe that he ca- he can't do that. He can't allow pass misses to hang on his head. Well, I, exactly, and that's why he's a professional footballer, and I'm just yeah, commenting exactly. on professional footballers. Yeah. But I could not believe it. I mean, we, it was actually quite a nice break, and I was thinking, yes, it was. It must be about seventy-five minutes. I'm thinking, finally, seventy-third minute. Oh, there you go. I'm thinking, yes, my trip's going to be worth it for this meaningless match because we're we're going to see a goal in this game that it's been crying out for because it's been utter shite up until now. And then it's saved. It's saved. It's saved. And then he had another chance. But I don't think this chance is as bad as some people are making out. I'm trying to think of this chance. Oh, is this the one that Halliday slips and he takes right the at the very end touch? Yeah. Right at the very end, Halliday plays a ball. However, it's just behind him. And I think the entire time Boyce is like, oh, this is behind me. I, I, I disagree he takes a great first touch. I don't think he does. I think he takes. I, I don't think he can. I, I thought think it was it's quite just a nice by- first continuous touch, no? I think it's behind him and he's trying to just grab it and drag it forward oh, and then yeah, he gets rushed and he's like I just need to hit this and it misses narrowly sort of I like think... Camden it just narrowly creeps past yeah. the post the one toward the end of the first half at Hamden that, where, where there he takes an amazing touch yeah. to get past the entire head yeah back that's the difference where that ball sort of I think the ball's I don't, in front of him at Hamden I don't, isn't it and yeah, it's yeah. sort of like, as you say maybe he's trying to sort of Hook it forward onto himself after receiving yeah. from Halliday as daft as that sounds. I'm not saying that the pass from Halliday's bad or anything. It's just that it is a bit behind him, and I saw not a quite lot the of right people... weight. You know, if it's bad yeah. Mackay, then it's probably inch perfect, isn't it? Yeah, I saw a lot of people on Twitter criticise it and then reply to their tweet about an hour later once they'd seen sports scene and go, "Oh, actually, that is actually a harder chance <laughs> because it is just a bit behind." And him. no, that wasn't me for any listener thinking <laughs> that that would be. But yeah, that was it. Sims came on and did well again, and it turns was out now that he's actually gotten... with with a chance that was blocked off. Sorry, mate. And it turns out he's had a knackered groin for about three months. We're gonna. Why are we bringing them on? Yeah, don't, why are we bringing them on? Don't risk it. Don't risk it. It's the same with like. It's the same with talking about if Halkett's like fine for the final. We we were talking about this on Saturday. If he's adamant that he's good to go, then great. If there's even a slight doubt, you know we've seen this with. Kind he of, said he's eleven out of ten confident that he'll be fit for the final. Well, that's great, but I don't want knock-on 
effects yep. for internet. We can't have another campaign. Peter Haring no. situation. Exactly that, and that, that was the point that we reached. So thanks for you know stealing the words out of my mouth, mate. I really Sorry, appreciate mate. that. Um, no taking that point because I couldn't sum it up any better than that. So that's great. Thanks. Hope you have a happy life. <laughs> no worries. But yeah, that meant it finished nil nil and it was rubbish. However, who cares? No one got hurt. Yeah, that no, was my I, I really really could not care less. It wasn't worth the journey up. Um, but yeah, fantastic. Stop saying, stop saying the journey up as if you're coming free Devon. No, you're coming free air. Hold on a second. But it's like I've not got the money. <laughs> that's I'm, different I'm that's a different point the, yeah like the, this is using up a heck of a lot of fuel they ran back and for what well I wanted to touch on something that I disagree with you'll be shocked to hear oh, um, here we go I didn't understand the people getting really angry at that result oh please don't like the <laughs> booze at full time it was mental I'm not I'm not impressed with a performance really the gaffer's not impressed with the performance, really, but... They came in to play for a nil-nil, in fairness to them, from yeah. minute one. So, in essence, Malky Mackay and his team executed the game plan to perfection. That's a, That could prove a pivotal point for Ross yep. County, if, if we're being honest. Is booing... like? I never understand harsh. booing any... I never understand booing at any time. I just don't personally do it. But especially in a meaningless game, I'm not. I'm not one to usually boo. I'll, I'll voice my frustration, but I, I, I rarely boo. But that's that's harsh for me. Uh, because yeah. if you say like it's meaningless, most of the backup brigade are out. If anything, like the other members of the squad, whilst they're perhaps not the same capability of the first eleven, have probably set the bar for themselves too high with last week. Yeah, and our, a section of our fan base are perhaps expecting them to replicate that. And look, there's going to be some Hearts fans that will say, regardless of the first 11 or not, any team that we should put out should be beating Ross County at home. And I, I do agree with that totally, but it's really not worth greeting over, is it? I mean, They're let's also... be honest, if these players miss these chances now, but tuck one in the final in three weeks' time... I know for a fact I'm not going to be complaining. You're not yeah. going to be complaining. They're not going to be complaining. So hopefully we've got, you know, performances saved up in the locker, if you will, and just let loose. Do you not also think... Cup final day. We have to... I think some football fans often forget this. These players are human. If the fans are so apathetic about these games that mean nothing, there will be an element of these players in these players' minds going, God, these games mean nothing. I just need to keep staying fit. Or that that was a chance for me to assert myself in this cup final team and I've not taken it. Hopefully, the gaffer's got me in mind for next week or the week after. Because I don't think there's many the folk in that team out. who would get in, though. I think the only options are, I think, Ginelli, GMS and Woodburn. Had contenders because I'm looking at it thinking Mackay starts, Boyce starts, yeah, yeah. Haring probably starts, Haring starts, obviously CG, and yeah. but the only way maybe Toby members Civic, dependent on if centre it's all about are, injuries, are, yeah, if yeah, they're, if they're back or not because Atkinson starts as well, 
Yeah. I think Atkinson starts regardless. Is Michael Smith just going to retire? Because it seems as though he's going to be back week after week and he's been nowhere to be seen. I think he's maybe back for the Motherwell game. Which is as meaningless as they come, so hopefully yeah. he can get, you know, 90 minutes under his belt then. That's it. But that's it. Like, it is literally just like Fitness a lot of these players going through the motion. Yeah, just going either. Like, for example, Peter Haring. He's like, I'm starting the cup final, whatever I do, because we don't have Benny. So it's like, and and I say that, and he was still man of the match, but he was man of the match without doing anything. He was just kind of like, oh, I'll just walk about and be class. How mental is it, though, that he's adamant, or he probably will be adamant, that he'll start the cup final, and yet there's still uncertainty regarding his heart's future. Like, we're saying this, and Robbie's done a great job with building this squad, but the job's by no means over and I'm really intrigued to see what will happen come this summer with the other extra additions that'll hopefully beef up that squad there'll be an increase in the number of personnel but hopefully of quality as well um, and it's it's really exciting given the job that he's done with some of these no users and getting us to third definitely and let's let's focus on a positive thing before we preview an, an inevitable defeat oh, at the weekend. Dreading that. I'm not even going to tune in for that. I don't think I will either, to be honest. But we'll, we'll just get the scrolling coming through. I might, I might put it on live score and just have the notifications, but I doubt it. However, speaking about players coming in and stuff like that, all our youth lot on loan have been classed this season, evidently, as Connor Smith, Ewan Henderson, I think... Um, Scott McGill and Hamilton have all won Young Player of the Year at their respective clubs. I think Scott McGill did it here, Julians. I'm not totally sure. Is that right? But Smith, Smith, Henderson and Hamilton all won Young Player of the Year at their respective clubs. At Queen's Park, Alloa and Arbroath, respectively. Yeah. That's class. Impressive. That's amazing to see that, like, all of... And if Scott McGill didn't win Young Player of the Year, I know, I've seen Airdrie fans online... Speaking about how good he's been they love in him. general that season, yeah, they, they love him. It's the same with Aloha fans and and you and Henderson. I mean, there mm. he was bagging four goals at the weekend. Yeah, eighteen in total for the season. Remarkable, remarkable. Um, but I don't know. It, Hearts fans are going to voice their discontent as to them not featuring in the first team. I think you and Henderson's of the only. Or Ewan Henderson's the only real one that we've seen be given an opportunity previously. Connor Smith has a plan in place, though, for next season. Is that right? Nielsen spoke about it. He's going on loan to a championship club until December. Then from January in, then from January in, he will be playing in the first team. Because Robbie was like, he's too talented to be wasted in a full season loan in the championship. But he was like, we don't want him to come back and then kind of just Faced be off the bench. Getting, yeah. He was like, I want him to come back and be ready to be picked every week. And I'm delighted with that, because I love Connor Smith, and I think he's great. And and Robbie's not renowned for giving youth a chance, really. Um, so that'll be good. That's, that's decent. Yeah. So he's <laughs> obviously going to have plenty of opportunities to impress. You'd imagine primarily in league matches, cup matches or whatever, so... Fair play to the kid. Hope he uh, hope he takes his, his chance when it comes. 
definitely very exciting and also he's not in the youth team but I always think of him as being a tiny wee guy Dale Carrick scored like an 11 minute hat trick at the weekend as well for the mighty Sterling Albion <laughs> whose season has been over for absolutely ages uh, the nose died from second in league two uh, absolutely nonsense so hopefully Darren Young restores the Beano's and gets a wee promotion push next season and Edinburgh City had already secured their playoff place so it was a fairly meaningless match but well done Dale good lad Actually, I'm going to check that right now. Let's check live on air what the all the playoff scores are. It, this is, Villarreal are two 0 up against Liverpool, so it's all well, in I've, there. I've got it, I, people might notice me kind of glancing over. I was watching Bournemouth Forest while I was waiting for McIver to come on, and I've seen that the Cherries have nicked that one 0 which I'm absolutely devastated. Because I wanted Forrest up, and I don't particularly like Bournemouth, if I'm honest. Fulham and Bournemouth coming back into the Premier League just shows that there's far too much money. How can these clubs have parachute payments and just instantly spring a promotion challenge the following season? It'll be the same with Norwich. Like This is nonsense. Watford or another that just bounce up and down. And Burnley, if they get relegated. Oh, how well, boring. In the Scottish playoffs, Edinburgh City are 2-0 up against Dumbarton. Well, that's good, because uh, Dumbarton got the better of them to stay in League One last season, so hopefully yeah. City can relegate them and, and go up. Annen are 1-0 up against Forfar. Interesting, right. Mon- Montrose are beating Airdrieonians 1-0. Saw that. Uh-huh. And in the Championship, this derby. Off, it finished 2-1 in Verness. Oof. It was the first leg at Far Hill? It was, wasn't it? Yes, it was. So they're taking that one-goal deficit lead up to the Highlands with them. So those scores could be totally different by the time this comes out, and you'll know them anyway, but a little fun moment in there. Can I just say, if I was a Partick Thistle fan, I would be raging at having to sh- ground share ground share Queen's Park this entire season. Have you seen the state of that in fairness, pitch? The pitch was class tonight as oh, we recorded. For once, because it's been shocking. And they I kept speaking Hamilton about it. Hamilton and Clyde are the next two that are going to be ground mm. sharing. Yeah, Much that's... to the amusement of not only Hamilton fans, but also Clyde fans. So everybody's angry at that move, and the clubs have just gone, well, sack this. It's not like the supporters are the lifeblood of any club. We'll just go and do it anyway, for the yeah. shits and giggles. Well, speaking about doing stuff for the shits and giggles, we're going to go to Celtic Park. No, that's not going to be shits and giggles, that's <laughs> going to just be shits. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, 12 o'clock kick-off, early one, so that's... <laughs> Can't that, wait for that's it. That's great. Yeah, what's that? What? Who would you play? The kids. Same. <laughs> Mackenzie Kirk, Macaulay Tate, that Rathy, Cal Flatman was good in the youth, youth cup final. It'll, it'll Get just, him involved. It'll just be the same. It'll be the same eleven probably, and we're going to get absolutely pummeled. What's your score prediction? Four nil Celtic. Well, I'm going to go four nil Hearts for a laugh. Let's just see what happens. Fuck it. It's going to be great. But I yeah. Mean, they can all but seal it. So they don't pass up opportunities like that, particularly not against us. Aye, but we beat so, them first game of the season, so we'll beat them last game of the season against us, so it's fine. Yeah, because our, our park head performances have been great it's this season. so good, yeah. Be... In fairness, we only lost 1 0. Can I just say that? But that League Cup match feels like it was a lifetime ago. How is that this season? It's crazy. Honest to God, that genuinely feels like an eternity ago. And then the Kyogo offside goal, and that was also the the day that Jota was, you know, going down for this hamstring injury and play stopped. So it was a great laugh. (laughs) 
I'm not tuning in. It's the cheesy... See when you go to Parkhead and they play all the cheesy Celtic tunes beforehand? Oh, God. Every day, every day I count my lucky stars that I was not raised either a Celtic fan or a Rangers fan. Even the nonsense regarding Jimmy Bell, it's it's a sensitive subject. But the Rangers kept... Like, a man's just lost his life and they're arguing about, you know, nonsense that need not be argued about. Yeah. You can see why the old firm are hated by the rest of Scottish football fans because they're just... Oh, they're just on a different planet. And on that lovely, happy, (laughs) energising note, we will end this episode. (laughs) Sorry, folks. I didn't mean to go full rant. I'll just... (laughs) I'm so angry. So no, I like it. angry. I like it. Keep it going into next week and it'll just Oh, be you'll see me fizzing when we turn out a dreadful performance. Even though it means nothing. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll find reason to vote. Don't you worry you've about just, that. You've just criticised people for 20 minutes oh. who found issue with that at yeah, the weekend. Yeah. Oh, fully. <laughs> uh, and I'll find, so- I'll find issue with something even more meaningless. Oh, the fickle wait. nature of a football fan. You've got to love it. Well, until then, we hope you have enjoyed this episode where nothing happened. Because well, it was great. To drag that out to I know. I'm impressed with both of us. But yeah, if you've been impressed with both of us and have enjoyed this episode, please do share it around on social media. We are at Perta Paisley on all the social media. If you're watching this on YouTube, please leave us a like. Subscribe and comment. It's much appreciated. We start seeing the same names in there, which is always really cool to see people coming back week after week. We really do appreciate it. Also, if you've been listening to us just audio, please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. It massively helps us as well. Adam, where can they get you on all the socials? They can get me on all the socials at Adam T. Kendall. And what about yourself, mate? I am at dmckiver22. We'll be back next week to discuss the meaningless but probably rubbish defeat (laughs) against Celtic at Celtic Park. Preview the Motherwell midweek game. Preview the Rangers home game as well. There's going to be loads of stuff. As opposed to this week where there was nothing, there's going to be hundreds of stuff next week. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Mon hearts!